0: So finding ourself, developing an identity is something that we want to think through at least a little bit. So as we know, uh, doing so, finding an identity is a very big part of uh, uh, our lives. And at a certain point in childhood, uh, we begin to uh, attain a some consciousness of ourself as a distinct Entity, different from our parents, different from him and her uh, and uh, from other people, society, all of this. And then we try to figure out how do we fit in? How, what, what really am I? And, and we try to uh, put on different hats and, and play different roles and, and see how that goes. And really what we're shooting for is to feel like ourselves in a, in a fundamental way. Meaning we want to feel dignified. We want to feel in control. We want to feel empowered. Uh, we want to see our desire satisfied, and this starts again from the earliest stage. Uh, and certainly, as more and more factors factor into our uh, view of things, they all have to be uh, evaluated in light of that objective. Meaning, as a baby, I only care about uh, the the fact that my, my tummy is, is 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 full enough, not too full, not uh, not full enough, uh, that I'm not too hot, not too cold. Then I'm a little bit older. I care about my blocks. Uh, uh, when I'm building them, whether or not they're going to fall, whether or not somebody's going to steal my toy. And I'm a little older still. I care about uh, my job and and all these things. But basically, whatever I'm aware of, I'm I'm thinking about it in in light of my basic nature, in light of my basic desire. So we try to find, uh, again, an identity uh, as it concerns other people, as it concerns society, as it concerns our abilities, our desires, the roles that we play, as it concerns our personality. And we try to form frequently uh, some kind of story, some kind of narrative. For example, I am the son or daughter of such and such person. I have such and such struggles. I have such and such desires. I have such and such dreams. I am, uh, 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 you know, an um We don't pick anything out, but whatever the case may be, I am a, you know, a poet, a business person, a writer, an athlete, uh, a a public servant, a mother, a father, a friend. And we see um, that uh, we can go on people's social media profiles and and their uh, perceived identity is, is frequently we don't even have to. To uh, ask, it's right there. Uh, I am uh, such and such person. I'm a fan of such and such sports team, and and I like this. I like this kind of food. I like this kind of music, and, and so forth and so on. So, this is the the common uh, thing that we say. Now we ha- we do have to say that um uh, the the kind of the uh, form of of pursuing our uh, pursuing an identity that that we're familiar with, and say uh, Western nations might be something that is is not entirely universal in in the same exact way everywhere. And um, uh, we see that um, in various parts of the world, uh, even today, and especially historically, many different ways that establish oneself, for example, in very, very many nations uh, and societies, there have been uh, uh, rites of passage where to, to become somebody, a person has to uh, uh, male or female has to go through a process, uh, uh, maybe in, involving a lot of pain, involving a lot of hardship, and then the person uh, is accepted into the community, um, and there's things like that. Uh, there's uh, amazing kind of, a, to us, uh, patterns of identity, uh, such as uh, people merging themselves with a, a, a totem, with a, uh, with a tree, with a plant, with animals. Uh, and and uh, seeing themselves again in, in, in their, their animal, in their tribe animal. There's, there's very many different things, and yet we would say that uh, the, the idea is the same. Right? Uh, the, the contingent expressions vary tremendously, but basically, the idea is that I am, uh, uh, note that I am different than something else in my experience, than you then the world, then the animals, then the plants. And now I have to figure out how to meet my desires and, and feel like myself uh, in, in, under the in light of the conditions that are present. So this might involve doing uh, ancient in, uh, kind of a rite of passage uh, where I'm isolated for a week in, in, the, in the jungle and, and, and stuff like that. Or it might involve... Me um, trying on different styles in a in a uh, say I'm in a wealthy Western nation and I I can uh, experiment with uh, feeling like uh, I'm, I'm this kind of person that dresses like this or like that many different things. But the idea is, is basically would appear uh, to be the same. But what we want to investigate is whether or not we can form a, a notion or an ideal of an individuality that has more substance and that has more permanence, perhaps then these kinds of individualities and that really, truly satisfies our, our needs uh, even more. Because again, we see that whatever the particular forms of our individuality may be, they're all in light of our basic needs. Uh, again, just to, to use terms like that, we want to feel free, we want to feel dignified, we want to feel powerful, and, and more than anything, we want to follow our desires. All right? Because again, further we see, again, patterns of individualities. Uh, for example, ancient, um, I believe it was... Uh, ancient China, uh, maybe, th- th- several thousand years ago. Uh, th- there was um, a, a lady that, uh, according to, to the account now present, there's a lady that uh, was uh, in a house that was burning down, right? And uh, she could have left. She was no, by no means was she restrained physically, but she didn't. She stayed in the house and got burned down with the house. Why? Because that was the folk way. That was the custom at that time for uh, for women, unfortunately, to, to not leave the house on their own, right? So, uh, we say that if we're going to say, absolutely, it's the, the thing, the, the fundamental thing is survival or the fundamental thing is uh, is something that, no, it, that doesn't, there's definitely contradictions. The fundamental thing is we follow our desires. That's what the woman wanted to do. Why? Because she was used to it. And whatever the case may be, that, that's how her will uh, unfolded. And she did not consider death to be as problematic as violating a, a deep-seated, uh, custom, uh, and all of this. So we see, again, uh, so, some identities compel us to to hurt ourselves. Some identities compel us to uh, do, do do horrific things, all kinds of things. But basically, we're, we're following our, our desires that unfold ultimately in, in light of our nature. So that's the idea. But anyhow, as for any prospects of any kind of deeper individuality, we would uh, postulate that we can ask, first of all, we can ask, what what is it that remains uh, 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 by the way of our, what we call self, even when everything obvious is changed about us, right? So let's say, for example, there's movies like that, right, where a person wakes up and, and just doesn't remember anything and maybe he's in a different uh, uh, time zone is, is uh, excuse me, totally cut off from his or her past life. Excuse me. Um, so what would it be that would remain the same about a person? If I can no longer say, I am the one that likes this and that, I am the one that has such and such uh, such and such backstory and such and such identity, what can I say about myself? All right? So uh, a, a, an idea here that we can explore is that we have a given at any point of our development. We have a given connection with truth, and we have a given degree of self- nullification, and we have a given degree of uh, having had transcendent or selfishness in our animality and having partook in realities higher than ourself. We have particular degrees of, of these things. And this is what sticks with us through and through, uh, no matter uh, the, the the change of hats. Right? I might be very different contingently, uh, meaning uh, in, in terms of these uh, kind of a, uh, more Um, superficial identities now than I was 20 years ago. But we would say, if I haven't worked on those things, I have essentially remained the same. All right. So let's talk through a little bit uh, as best as we can uh, through some of these things. So what does it mean to have a connection with truth? So by truth, we can designate uh, anything and everything that we can have any kind of relation with at all. If we strictly stick to this, to pointing that out, it is what it is. So, for example, we um, eh, we point to a given color. And we see it how we see it. Somebody would say, it's not true because you're colorblind. Well, no, our experience is what it is. Somebody else's experience in relation to the same kind of space, uh, p- position, the same latitude and longitude might be different. But our experience of the color is what it is, right? Now we uh, have a, a particular Kind of more complicated experience. For example, we greet somebody. So to greet somebody properly, we have to be aware of their existence. They have to be aware of our existence. We have to be aware that they're aware of our existence and vice versa. And then we have to find uh, an appropriate term to designate this awareness of their existence. Uh, For example, hello or hola or whatnot. All right, so we have this. If we consider strictly that uh, experience of greeting somebody, we have what we have. All right, so that's what we can call truth. Uh, it's it's anything, anything, and everything altogether that is. All right, and then we see that we can represent truth with that, with terms and when language and consequently bring truths to mind that are not now present. Now, being that or not present at the time of the use of of the language, for example, we can say, um, you know, we're in in the United States, and we can say in France there is the Eiffel Tower. So we're referring to a potential. Experience, which we are not now having, if we're in the United States, right? So, uh, having said that, obviously, uh, with language, there's many different complexities that come into play, and that um, uh, that 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 can create uh, headaches for us. We can scramble things up. We can imply certain realities uh, based on individual words that really we cannot conceive of. Or that if we were to follow the instructions of the sentence, we wouldn't be able to proceed. There's many different things. But essentially, we would paint a broad picture. We would say, we can say that truth is anything at all, which is, in any which way, anything from, again, the sensation of a color or a taste to a a, a complex reality such as a notion of a tree or the notion of a greeting uh, or the notion of a nation, whatever the case may be, and and then we represent it uh, with language. So what is our uh, uh, um, connection with truth? What does that mean? So we'd say the the preeminent truth that we start out with in our state of nature is obviously that of simply our desires and, and our entirely selfish animalistic being. That is, it's true. It is. It's not false, whatever that's supposed to mean. we nothing even to negate. It is what it is. And yet that is obviously a limiting truth, right? Because there's other truths uh, besides uh, the fact that I want ice cream now or I want to get my way. There's other things that, that potential experiences, potential realities. So we would say that um, our connection with truth is is the degree to which we have uh, an awareness of an appreciation of uh, and the degree to which we have internalized uh, um other realities and, and other truths other than that of our own selfishness and our own desires in all of this. Right? and we say that uh, uh, our connections here vary for each and every person. So, for example, excuse me, uh, a little baby again, I see has no connection with truth uh, other than that of his or her own. Um, the, the stimuli that are coming across, too hungry, too cold, yada, yada. And uh, a little kid has some more connection with truth. Uh, uh, when is dinner? The, let me let me play with the toy. I don't want to go to school. Uh, but as we grow older, the idea should be that our connection with truth goes up, our relationship with truth increases, and and that requires, of course, an impersonal uh, consideration of content. Meaning, if I relate each and every single thing back to my uh, basic truth, which is my selfishness and my desires, then uh, it, whatever truth I have, it'll just be warped to accommodate myself. So, consequently, I can have read through every encyclopedia. I could have read through the whole internet if that was possible. And and still, uh, my connection with truth will be very low because it was all related to me and mine and my selfishness. Uh, it didn't do the trick. So, uh, that's why we see that uh, uh, just education as it's commonly understood it doesn't help us here because everything we're, we're learning about it's we're relating back to ourself we have to have an impersonal uh, relationship with truth we have to think about what is true in an in and of its own self even if it makes us look bad makes us feel bad uh, irrespective of, of its effect on us so that would be uh, one aspect here of our true identity we have this real connection with truth for most of us obviously it's very low because we're not aware of such a thing, and we don't work on it. So again, we uh, the 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 sole truth that that we internalized that was really ours when we were uh, a little kid was, I want the uh, I want my blocks, I want my toy, I want dinner. Now we're uh, 80 years later. Let's say we're 100 years old. This very same thing. The only truth that there is, is what do I want? Now, I'm not aware of so much. My powers have gone down, maybe. But I still want a little emotional gratification here. Maybe I can uh, s- talk trash. Maybe I can gossip. Maybe I can get a little kick of, of uh, some kind of uh, pang of, of of jealousy or of greed. Whatever the case may be. This is my soul truth. My connection with truth has not gone up at all. Right? Conversely, if I am able to impersonally consider reality and truth representing it to myself in language but not considering the words but what they stand for then hopefully my connection with truth goes up i dissolve uh, my selfishness more and more so uh, and my interest expand beyond that of my particular uh, physiological and psychological uh, drama that i usually have going on in realities right which is not to dismiss them we definitely still need the truths of food and water and sleep and all of that but not the only thing that, right? So we would say that that is something that is a deep, deep reality concerning our identity. And even if we were to lose our memory, even if we were to lose our, our uh, kind of, a, you know, sense of I am the person that likes to dress like this and like that. Uh, and, and so forth and so on. Even if all of that were to change, that the connection with truth remains. Because again, remember, it's not knowledge. We're not talking about academic book knowledge, right? I have degenerative brain disease now. May we be spared? And uh, now uh, th- that's it. I've forgotten uh, when the War of 1812 was. I've forgotten uh, <laughs> uh, where, where uh, you know, Australia is. My connection with truth is down. No, we would say here we mean by connection with truth, the, the degree to which we have uh, taken in other realities other than our own selfish ones and have expanded our interest. That's what we mean. And even if we forget that some kind of facts or some kind of you know academic b- book type of stuff that has nothing to do with it, and that real connection with truth then remains. Right? And again, Uh, let's say um, I had a particular connection that was at 5% when I was 20 years old. Now, again, 60, 70 years has gone by. My whole life I've been entirely self-absorbed, entirely selfish. I've never considered a single uh, reality uh, other than my own selfish one. And other than uh, if I have, then I've related it back to myself. Now, my connection with truth is still 5%. 5%, 5% even after what do we say 60 70 whatever 80 years of work it's the very same thing now if, even if i forget everything i have the generative brain disease i no longer remember that this complicated story that i have i don't even know uh, can't recognize the people closest to me my connection with truth is still at 5% it's not going anywhere it's not going up and my, it might, might go down but that's it's uh, definitely not going up all right so that's one aspect here the other thing we mentioned was our degree uh, of self-nullification, meaning, again, uh, our preeminent reality uh, in in our state of nature is the asserting our own individual life phenomenon. I am the creature that desires this and wants that and demands this, yada, yada. Right? And uh, the, the process of, of proper maturity and growth, we would say, is... Or includes that of uh, of nullifying that and putting down this animalistic creaturely uh, self and its interest and its desires. And that's, again, we're not making kind of sharp distinctions here. Like that's utterly different than our connection with truth. It's just taking different angles on, on certain realities. So it's, not, it's sort of the same thing maybe, but we nullify those uh, those, uh, those those animalistic desires, we consider greater and greater realities, and consequently expand our being and expand our, our interest. But that requires again that for it to be genuine, it requires that self nullification. We cannot out of selfishness, uh, expand ourself one bit, no matter what it is that we say with our mouth or that we read. Meaning again, just to drive the point home, let's say that I do remain in my state of nature. I am entirely uh, uh, selfish in and vain and, and, and in my own self, but now I also want to feel good about myself. So I go uh, and, and I give a lot to charity. Will that have worked? No, because I'm still doing it out of the same basic frame of mind. I am the one who gives to charity. I'm a charitable person, yada, yada. Now I go and read a bunch of big words that I'm all one with the universe and I'm a super duper, uh, you know, enlightened uh, 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 beam of light, yada, yada. Has that helped me? No. It's the very same thing. So there's nothing I can do until I nullify myself. I put myself down. Then I can begin to, to really attain genuine kind of a growth of myself. Before then, I can't. So that's also something that we would say is a real part of our identity is that self-nullification. And it, and it stays. Again, we might have lost all our memory. We might have changed hats many times, might be working a different job, might be in a totally different situation in life. But the degree of self-nullification that we have attained is a real part of our being, we, we would say. All right. So along the same lines, we mentioned uh, that transcendence of an overcoming of our selfishness, of our animality. We would say if it's genuine and it's not just talk, it also is part of our, our identity. And if we have really truly succeeded in, in uh, winning a battle with our lower inclinations, at least it, uh, it kind of, uh, what's the word, intellectually, right? Meaning we, we truly have understood like, um, for example... That I need to control my impulses. I need to control my desires. We fought with it for a long time. We we've had a, a modification uh, a, of our of our understanding here. We would say we can add that to our to our real identity. Right? If we remain uh, uh, selfish and animalistic, it doesn't matter. Again, what we do, we could have uh, in, in many decades, we could have had a, a, a one career, another career, family, travel, the, anything and everything. We're going to remain precisely the way that we were. Right? And on the, on the flip side, we attained some some victories here. We become a little bit less selfish, a little bit less animalistic. Also, that, that stays with us through thick and thin. Right? And then the last thing we, we mentioned was uh, partaking in impersonal realities and that kind of, again, there's no strict kind of demarcations here. It's all different angles of of, of realities here. But um, we would say that uh, something else that, that appears to be a part of our real identity is the extent to which we uh, do partake in certain higher realities than that of our own body and our own selfishness and, and our own desires. So for example, let's say that we, um, an obvious uh, kind of example that we would say is a pseudo example, but, but can drive the point home is let's say a person is very uh, uh, low key. A person is very kind of turned down uh, energy wise, personality wise. Uh, and yet obviously our nature remains and an opportunity comes across for the person to go and be part of a big mass movement, right? And can go and the person can go and yell and scream can uh, <coughs> excuse me can destroy things and 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 be participating in something and and very many people do do that right why is it because we mean bad no we would say it's because that participation in a higher reality than my own self is intrinsically gratifying, and it's something we're drawn to, right? It's not just me. I'm part of a team. I affiliate with the interest of the team, right? The same process probably goes on with our team affiliations, right? Now it's not just me who I'm worried about. It's also my favorite sports team. Now I'm I'm crying maybe more for them than I do for myself, and vice versa, celebrating. So that that would be the idea. I'm participating in a greater reality than myself. I'm really involved in my community. That's also greater reality than my own self. But here we would say, that, and that's all great, and uh, and even the, the movements also might be fine, especially it's a positive thing, but as it concerns our real true identity, because here again, let's say we're that kind of person, we get riled up, we participate in a, in a reality greater than our own self, which is a, a giant, you know, Screaming match. Uh, 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 da, 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 da. Whatever the case may be, after that's over, will this stick with me? Uh, how exactly? Maybe emotionally I'll still be a little riled up. Maybe I'll kind of, maybe I will identify with it on some psychological way and it's going to continue to kind of draw me up out of myself in these ways. But how real can that be? Right, something that out of my weakness, out of my ignorance, I turn to. Uh, right, maybe it's a conspiracy theory. Now I feel expanded because I know the secret of uh, the government and the aliens, right? How, how real can this be? Let's be honest, right? So say that these are approximations, but the real thing would be when we take up some kind of uh, genuine, perennial, timeless reality, maybe such as justice, right? just for example, or, or, or something like that, or love, and we kind of work through that idea and we try to realize it in our own life, right? So, for example, let's say, right, justice we can take. Let's say that I am, a, uh, uh, you know, I'm a, a involved in, in law, in the legal profession in some capacity or another. Normally, my frame of mind is this is my career, I have a job. Why? Because I want to feel successful. I want to be a success story. I want money. I want insurance. I want benefits. I want um, respect. I want a uh, the, the nice profile on my internet uh, resume and, and, and all of this. So this is my sole reality. I can do that from now till eternity. And it's again great. There's no problem with it, but it's not going <laughs> to be what we're talking about here. It's just partaking in a higher reality than our own self. That is the, our, 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 an extension of our selfishness no matter what it is. But now I can turn out of my mind a little bit, and I can try to think, okay, what is going on here? What is this concept called justice? What does it mean to be just in society between individuals? Let me read up some classic accounts of justice. Let me try to form my own thoughts. Let me try to kind of paint a clear picture for myself and really see something not just words. I'm a big believer in justice. What does that mean? Well. Uh, I don't know, right? So, really see it. Like we see with our eyes, we can see with our intellectual eyes, ideas, and, and formulations. So, I try, I try to do that. Right now, I have this notion, and I think, you know what? This is really, I, I'm trying to partake in this reality. I'm trying to realize that reality through my career, through being in the legal profession, uh, by being uh, a representative of justice, by being a representative of, of truth and honesty, but not. In the self-serving way, where where I haven't really done that, and I simply want to have a self-image, and justice for me means favoring something or other that that is self-serving, right? Again, and that that uh, it makes me feel good, and that is uh, tailored to my uh, individual um kind of, what's the word, uh, skewed thinking, uh, but but in, in the, the real version of it, real true justice. Now, again, I begin to realize it. I have partook in this reality higher than myself. I have uh, been the mouthpiece for something greater than myself. And we would say that that's probably also a real part of our identity, at least if we stick with it, if we're consistent, right? Again, a person uh, it, it spends his or her, his or her, excuse me, whole life being a, a mouthpiece for charity, for 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 kindness, All right? But again, if it's done without the self nullification if it's done without the connection uh, to with truth, if it's done out of that selfishness. It's not going to help the person can take ten million years and, 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 and if it was possible and be super duper charitable person won't change at all but if we nullify ourselves and we try to clarify some kind of reality and then we try to live it out right and we do that consistently here again, charity mother Teresa or something that the name like that brings to mind then we would say that adds to our true identity to our true being because again we we then uh, destroy the 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 personal we destroy the subjective we destroy the skewed, the narrow, uh, the, the small, the, the puny, and we try to replace it with, with uh, lofty, timeless, uh, uh, objective realities. Here, as we mentioned, justice and, <laughs> and charity, but it doesn't have to be that dramatic sounding. It could be something uh, equally, if not more important, such as being a good parent, being a good spouse, uh, being a good... Uh, community member, uh, and and so forth and so on, except, again, in the real ways, not in the ways that we typically think about these things. But anyhow, those are some thoughts concerning uh, real identity as opposed to uh, pseudo-identity, which, again, there's nothing wrong with pseudo-identity, and we have to go through all of the phases that we're compelled to go through. Obviously, we would never want to shut down uh, a young person uh, or uh, the young at heart at least from experimenting with different hats and different conceptions of self but the key is to not stop to not get hung up on one such conception of self and consequently never advance the true individuality not to say it's at all what we said but we would hope that there is some kind of more genuine substantive individuality, maybe as brought to mind by some of the things that that were mentioned. But that's the key to not get stuck. And usually that is what happens we form. Some kind of identity, some kind of sense of self, often at a very young age, that's a response to the threats in our environment, that's fulfilling our self-esteem needs, our needs to to feel free and, and dignified and in control and empowered and all of that. And then 10 years down the line, same thing. 20 years down the line, same thing. 100 years down the line, if we're so lucky, the same thing. Our connection with truth has not gone up. Our transcendence of our animality and selfishness has not gone up. Our our self-nullification has not gone up. We have not partook in a single reality other than our own bodily selfish realities, me and mine, right? And is that really kind of where it's at? We would say no, right? If nothing else, that's not where it's at. So that would be the idea. We experiment. We can play around with our uh, sense of self and with our identities and just keep moving. Right? Keep moving. doesn't mean we have to be a, a shapeshifter and being a new person every, uh, every day. That's not what we're saying either. But to continue our true maturation process and hopefully get to a point where we can really truly begin to build an individuality that transcends the appearances, that is not superficial and that wouldn't vanish if we were to suddenly lose our memory uh, and all of that. All right. So we can think about it. Thank you for listening.